Hollywood, California, land of make-believe. If you've ever been, you know that a lot of what glitters isn't actually gold. A trip down Hollywood Boulevard these days is chock full of cheap costumed look sort of alikes, and the Hollywood Walk of Fame has somehow become the major symbol of this once harrowed place. And it's a giant pay-to-play scam. Does anybody really need to get their picture taken with David Spade's star? Thankfully, Hollywood Boulevard isn't all yearn stench and phony idols. There's one place where you can still instantly be whisked back in time. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the See America podcast. From coast to coast, we see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, Hollywood's Chinese Theater. This great destination is brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Road Trippers helps people discover the world around them in an entirely new way by streamlining discovery, planning, booking, and navigation. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. Formerly known as Grauman's Chinese Theater and also Man's Chinese Theater, the now TCL Chinese Theater is one of the true Hollywood icons that lives up to its reputation. Designed to look like a Chinese pagoda on the outside, it's surely a hard-hitting dose of cultural appropriation. Thankfully, that's somewhat redeemed by the dozens of Chinese artisans that crafted it. In the forecourt of the theater, in cement, are dozens of signatures and handprints by some of Hollywood's greatest names. Unlike the lifeless Walk of Fame stars, my heart literally skipped a beat at Bob Hope's name sprawled in cement and Judy Garland's. You see the actual movement of their hands. They were there. It was once stated that to visit Los Angeles and not see the Chinese theater is like visiting China and not seeing the Great Wall. Grauman's opulent, awe-inspiring presence and history have been a cornerstone of Hollywood for over 75 years. With the history of the Chinese theater, here's Abigail Trebu. The grand opening of Grauman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood on May 18, 1927 was the most spectacular theater opening in motion picture history. Thousands of people lined Hollywood Boulevard and a riot broke out as fans tried to catch a glimpse of the movie stars and other celebrities as they arrived for the opening. The film being premiered that night was Cecil B. DeMille's The King of Kings, which was preceded by Glories of the Scriptures, a live prologue devised by master showman Sid Grauman. A Wurlitzer organ and 65-piece orchestra provided music for the prologue. The theater opened to the public the following day. Previously, Grauman had built the Million Dollar Theater in downtown Los Angeles and the lavish Egyptian theater, but now he wanted to build his dream theater. 
Real estate mogul C.E. Toberman helped him secure a long-term lease from Francis X. Bushman on property at 6925 Hollywood Boulevard, the site of Bushman's mansion. Grauman developed the plans for the theater with architect Raymond Kennedy, and Norman Talmadge turned the first spade full of dirt in January 1926, and the Chinese actress Anna Mae Wong drove the first rivet in the steel girders. The build cost $2 million, almost $30 million in today's dollars. And 18 months later, the Chinese theater opened. Authorization had to be obtained from the U.S. government to import temple bells, pagodas, stone heaven dogs, and other artifacts from China. Poet and film director Moon Quan made the journey to America, and under his supervision, Chinese artisans created many pieces of statuary in the work area that eventually became the forecourt of the stars. Most of these pieces still decorate the ornate interior of the theater lobby today. Protected by its 40-foot-high curved walls and copper-topped turrets, the theater's legendary forecourt serves as an oasis to the stars of yesterday and today. Ten-foot-tall lotus-shaped fountains and intricate artistry flank the footprints of some of Hollywood's most elite. During construction, Grauman hired Jean Klossner to formulate an extremely hard concrete for the forecourt of the theater. Klossner later became known as Mr. Footprint, performing the footprint ceremonies from 1927 through 1957. Many stories exist to explain the origins of the footprints. The theater's official account credits Norman Talmadge as having inspired the tradition when she accidentally stepped into the wet concrete. However, in a short interview during the September 13, 1937 Lux Radio Theater broadcast of a radio adaptation of A Star is Born, Grauman related another version of how he got the idea to put hand and footprints in the concrete. He said it was pure accident. I walked right into it. While we were building the theater, I accidentally happened to step in some soft concrete. And there it was. So I went to Mary Pickford immediately. Mary put her foot into it. Still another account by Klossner recounts that he himself autographed his work next to the right-hand poster kiosk and that Grauman and he developed the idea then and there. His autograph and handprint, dated 1927, remain today. The theater rises 90 feet high and two gigantic coral red columns topped by wrought iron masks hold aloft the bronze roof. Between the columns is a 30-foot high dragon carved from stone and guarding the theater's entrance are two original giant heaven dogs brought from China. It was also the first commercial movie theater to have air conditioning. The vents are concealed behind the imported decorative pillars on the sidewalls of the auditorium. Grauman never owned the theater outright, but held a one-third interest with his partners, Howard Schenck, Mary Pickford, and Douglas Fairbanks. Grauman sold his share to Fox West Coast Theaters in 1929 and retired. 
However, just a few months later, Howard Hughes convinced Grauman to return to the theater because he wanted Grauman to produce the world premiere of his aviation epic, Hell's Angels, which would also feature one of Grauman's famous theatrical prologues before the film. Grauman remained as the theater's managing director for the entire run of Hell's Angels, retiring once again after its run finished. Unsatisfied with retirement, though, Grauman returned to the theater as managing director on Christmas Day 1931 and kept position until his death in 1950. The Chinese theater has premiered scores of Hollywood films, including The King and I, West Side Story, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Mary Poppins, Hello, Dolly, Jungle Book, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and the original 1977 Star Wars debut. It is still one of the most sought-after theaters in Hollywood for studio premieres. Fans flock to these events to see celebrities arrive and walk up the red carpet. More than 4 million people from all over the world visit the Chinese theater every year. The building was declared a historic cultural landmark in 1968, and there has always been a restoration program in progress to maintain the theater's beauty. Following the 1994 Los Angeles earthquake, geological experts were brought in to inspect the theater and advise the owners with regard to protecting and strengthening the entire structure. In 2001, the theater underwent major renovations that coincided with the opening of the Hollywood and Highland Mall and the new Chinese Six Theaters adjacent to the structure. Several earthquake retrofits were required to protect the structure and ensure its permanence. On July 11, 2013, the Chinese theater announced that it would be teaming up with one of China's biggest electronics manufacturers, TCL, also known as The Creative Life, in a 10-year naming rights partnership. That year, the Chinese theater also partnered with the IMAX Corporation to convert the house into a custom-designed IMAX theater. The newly renovated theater now seats 932 people and features one of the largest movie screens in North America. Most of us will never see the inside of the Chinese theater, but you should. And you can certainly do it by buying a ticket to a movie. Movies play all day. It's not just for premieres. But if you get to Los Angeles, don't miss the handprints and signatures. And well, other prints. Whoopi Goldberg pressed a dreadlock into the cement. Betty Grable did an imprint of her leg. George Burns left his cigar print. And John Wayne left his fist. How appropriate. Marilyn Monroe dotted the I in her name with a rhinestone, but some souvenir hunter chipped it out of the cement. So sure, if you really want to get your picture taken next to the bronze names of the Olsen twins or the Rugrats or Judge Judy, by all means, walk the walk of fame. But if you want to bask in true Hollywood history, it's the Chinese theater all the way. (music) 
This episode of See America was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with narration by Abigail Trebu. If you like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also like to invite you to follow the See America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the See America Facebook group where we chat about some of America's greatest road trip destinations. If you're a national park lover, we hope you'll also check out the America's National Parks podcast or come listen to Abigail and me talk about our life on the road with our three boys on the RV Miles podcast. This great destination was brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com.